It's the Sportsocracy with ESPN Asheville host Tank Spencer and Jeremy Green. It looks a little different in here than it did yesterday. It does. It's starting to feel like home. Uh, like I said, every every day we're gonna we're gonna change something every day. So we're glad you're along the ride with us as we're growing into the new Wicked Weed Studio here in wonderful Woodfin. It is it's it is cold. cold. Shit, it's cold in here. I will tell you that. Uh, so yeah, my 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 my, my fingers. Yeah, you, if you start seeing our breath, we're not in a cooler. It's just really cold in here. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a balmy twenty eight degrees in Woodfin, and the uh, we figured out a lot of things in this new studio. The heater is not one of them. <laughs> I walked in here and had to go back outside to warm up. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a little chill in the air. There's some uh, snow on the rooftops. Hope it look. I I love the snow. I do. I hate snow. I and you know it. why? Because it makes me sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> it makes everything pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate snow with an undying passion. Really? Except to me, I would never see another flake of snow for no. the rest of my life. No. I mean, I don't want to. I, 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 I don't like the, the hard times like, you know, Blizzard of 93. But. Uh, yeah. You know what? I hate this. I hate all of it. There's white shit falling from the sky. I don't like it. <laughs> People drive way slower, which makes me way angrier. And then I yell and sound like this. Mm-hmm. He's a little, a little salty this morning, but uh, it is, uh, it's a good day. It's a good day to be alive. Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles last night, 23 to 17. Oh wait, I haven't done this yet. Follow, share, and like the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias. And, uh, yeah. All right. Now, I, th- I think we can go. Last night, Monday Night Football, Seattle Seahawks 23-17 over the Philadelphia Eagles. Jeremy's upset, oh, even though he, oh, he, di- he didn't bet. Oh, no. No, I'm <laughs> mad for my fellow bettors. Because if you bet Seattle minus six and a half, holy shit. That's the worst beat in the history of time. <laughs> They hit a 33-yard touchdown with 12 seconds left. That didn't screw you. What screwed you is that for some reason they went for two. There was no reason to go for two. It was stupid to go for two. And you made it. (laughs) I was watching this going, what is happening? Hey, you always have a chance when you got Carson Wentz on the field. I felt like Michael Scott in the office. It's happening! Everybody stay calm! <laughs> That's part of why I'm so hoarse, because I was just yelling at my television, like, what are you doing? It was it was not what I expected it to, to be. I, I mean, it was... <clears throat> I mean, we knew the Seattle Seahawks were going to win the game, but it was just gross. I mean, DK Metcalf went off. He had a great day. You were wrong about Tyler Lockett, by the way. Yes, I was. It was a DK day. <laughs> it was a DK Oops. day. Oops. DK did pretty well. Uh, and other than that, though, I mean, like, he didn't get into the end zone. I lost my I lost my monkey knife fight touchdown dance. I thought I had it perfect, too. I thought I, thought I was going to be able to get at least three touchdowns out of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. And I went with Jalen Rager because I thought, you know, maybe he'll hit one. And none of those motherfuckers got in the end zone, and I lost. But this is this is why you listen to Jeremy make his picks on Monkey Knife Fight, uh, even 
Even though I don't, I don't, I don't think yours hit yesterday. No, because I had Tyler Lockett instead of DK Metcalf. Yep. All I had to do was replace the receiver. <laughs> Would have been fine, but I didn't do that. Was that an option? Uh, there was another one that had DK Metcalf, oh, but I didn't feel. I, okay, here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Darius Slay, who was getting just demolished by DK Metcalf, was going to be on Tyler Lockett, mm-hmm. and he can't run with him. Because it makes way more sense to put your little semi-talented corner on the little semi-talented receiver mm-hmm. and double the Terminator. Right. Uh, but no, Philadelphia did not do that. Yeah. Uh, Jim Schwartz went, nope, we're just going to let you beat our number one corner like a kettle drum in man coverage. This is why you're three in a billion. Mm-hmm. Good job. Yep. You're the worst team in the worst division in the history of the NFL. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Ugh. Yeah, Eagles fall to 3-7-1. and one. Did did Jalen Hurts do I mean, He's awful. He's bad at football. Like, he can't throw. They put him on the field and there were nine guys in the box every time. Like, okay, we'll let your receiver go. You can't hit him. We know it. It's exact, it went exactly how I thought it would go. Right. Of okay, what half the teams in the NFL thought this guy was a running back. Mm-hmm. You took him in the second round. I had him in the sixth. So yeah, keep trotting him out there. This is great. Hell yeah, just run him right up the middle. I mean, because you know, Miles Sanders, the actual talented running back, he can't run, but I'm sure this half assed college quarterback will make it work. Mm-hmm. Because Philadelphia. Carson Wentz continues to <coughs> run for his life. Oh, I needed that. That bought me about <laughs> four more minutes. It's a plug. Once the plug comes out, you know, it's a day. Woo, buddy. <laughs> uh, Carson Wentz continues to just run for his ever-loving life. He can't, you know, I, I realize that he's been bad. He's leading the NFL in interceptions and turnovers and, and all of it. It's it's not good, but, I mean, it's not all his fault, right? Carson Wentz? Yeah. He has a tenth of a second to throw every time he drops. Right. Like, I mean, literally, garbage. he can't even get to the top of a drop without uh-uh. having to dodge somebody. Mm-mm. I mean, it, honest to God, looks like he's trying to drop back in a minefield. <laughs> right. It's the most – I mean, this is against a team that can't rush the passer either. Yeah. I mean, for the love of God, you still have to play Montez Sweat and, and Chase Young. He might actually die. <laughs> Uh, they were all over the place. Jamal Adams was all over the place yesterday. Um, it was, you know, I was just put off by the fact that Seattle couldn't inf- impose their will in the uh, passing game. Well, I mean, Seattle's defense is not as bad as it's been given credit for. I, I mean, against DK they were because mm-hmm. DK did whatever he wanted to. But they can still rush the passer. They still harassed Russ. Right. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, that offensive line is just not that good. And it hasn't been all year. Mm-hmm. It's just Russ is so good that he's you know, can slide away and get open. And, and it, yeah, it's – Seattle, I still have huge reservations about Seattle. Yeah. I understand how good the offense has been. I get it. I just – I still have massive reservations about how good that team can actually be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, I mean, their schedule's so easy. They've got like the it's easiest brutal. schedule in the league. Yeah, going it's, down it's the, pathetic. Going league. down the stretch. I mean, they they play the Giants and the Jets and the Washington football team in the next three games. Wow. Uh, wow, wow, we win. Yay. That's, that's Aren't there three worst teams in the NFL? Uh, no. No. I mean, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the only one that could be there. The Jets? 
Yeah. They're, they're already there. Well, I mean, Washington is the best of those three, in my yeah. opinion, but it's not... It's not uh, it's, it's, it's not a, a big market difference between them and the Giants. But those are their next three games. Hello, 11-3. and three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we get the Rams. That's one that you could be concerned about. Because with that defensive front against that offensive line... Yeah, exactly. And Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. And they've already lost to the Rams once. And so that's a loss. And then they play at the 49ers. To end the season, I mean they're twelve and four, right? Yes. There's no question. Yeah, might be thirteen and three if they can figure something out on the road. Or no, they're at home against the Rams. This could be a thirteen and three team. So, I guess I'm just <laughs> maybe I'm being a little too nitpicky about how they didn't put their boot on the throat of the Philadelphia Eagles and crush them into submission. But that's what I wanted to see. I mean, isn't that what we all wanted to see? Yeah. We wanted to see a bad team just get demolished, and we didn't get to see it. Yeah. And so I feel a little empty inside. A little empty. At least, uh, at least my Tar Heels took they're, care of business. They're yesterday. real good. Holy cow! Holy shit! That team is gigantic. Yes. Uh, I, I, honest to God, think they might have a cyborg playing for them. <laughs> Daron Sharp might be the biggest human I've ever seen in my life. He is massive. And I'll tell you what, Walker Kessler ain't, he, he, he could be a national player of the year. If he stays Walker all Kessler four years. Is, and he's gonna, I, I think. Oh, I, Walker I, Kessler is incredibly talented. And that's the guy that everybody told me, what did you see in him? Trust me. Yeah. Just trust me. That kid's got great feet, mm-hmm. especially for a seven. I mean, he's a seven-one lanky kid, and he's not been seven-one forever. That's that's the thing, though. He's not he's not seven-one high school lanky. No, he's like seven-one junior lanky. Like he's already got some muscle coming onto that body, and I think he's going to be a beast. Now, like Luca the, Garza. So Patrick Holt said Carolina started awful. You're 100% right. Yep. They did. They're down 13 to nothing. Yep. Now I want you to understand. They won by 30. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's imposing your will for 35 minutes. Yep. This yep. team is ridiculously good. And you got to think, I mean, they're all they're they're freshmen. They're gonna get. They're gonna have these slow starts to games before they can start to figure things. They're playing out. six freshman meaningful minutes. Right. And you have to understand, this is the first game that any of these kids have played not in the Smith Center. Mm-hmm. Because they, the first game was against College Charleston in the Dingdom. Yep. So this is the first time they've been in a visiting locker room. This is the first time they've been staying in a hotel room. This is the first time they've been doing all this. And they've had to deal with all the protocols here in Asheville and, and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it took them a minute to figure it out. And then you know what happened when they did figure it out? <laughs> it looked like they were playing a high school team. Right. Yeah. Because Daron Sharp just abused somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that kid was, but that kid needs to really reevaluate his life uh, because basketball is not in your future. I mean, sweet he Lord. Made him you will like be the best boy. player at your YMCA forever. But right. every big guy you're going to play this year watched Daron Sharp and went, ooh, that boy good. <laughs> 78 to 51, the Tar Heels win at the Maui Invitational live here in Asheville, North Carolina. At the Harris it makes Cherokee me so sad that it's so close and I can't get in the building. <laughs> it is. Look, they've got this thing on lockdown. They're not going to let anybody in the building. They didn't let Jones Angel in. And right. I knew when they didn't let him in, I went, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. no. Oh, no. 
They even took uh, they even took the local guys, so they're using like the local guys who do like the scoring and stuff over <coughs> in the Ashburn. And they took the local guys and they put them up in a in a hotel and they've sequestered them. And they're shuttling them back and forth between the Harris Cherokee Center Asheville and and their hotel. They're not letting them go anywhere. I just wish they'd let me in the building so I could have walked in like this. Oh and God! How you feel now? <laughs> How's that quarantine working now? Listen, Afternoon, gentlemen. Jeremy goes, hi, hi. Get the fuck out of here. You, no. Uh-uh. We're not, we're not no. doing this. The agents not of today. S.H.I.E.L.D. would have carried me up, put me on that plane. <laughs> not today, Ginger Satan. You get the fuck away from my tournament. <laughs> yeah. Look here, patient zero. Get your fat ass out of here. I'm not sick. My throat just hurts. But, man, they they played really well. And R.J. Davis came out, and he was hitting some shots. And it makes me, you know, that was the one thing that Carolina's been missing is somebody who can hit shots. And I, I feel real good about this group of freshmen. I understand. I understand, Patrick. It was UNLV. We get it. Yep. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and they're going to spank Kansas by 30. But what I am saying is this is a good team. Yeah. And they're showing and they're right really, now. They're just gigantic. Right. I mean, you're running out there with four guys who are damn near seven feet tall. Yeah. I mean, this is this is what Florida State's done for years. Mm-hmm. You know, Leonard Hamilton figured this out a long time ago. Uh, oh, if I'm just way bigger than you, there's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And so now he's got four legitimate blue chip seven-footers. And it's so great because we've missed – I – as a Tar Heel fan, have missed size in this lineup yeah. for a long time. And it's been a while since we've had, like, an imposing guy. You know, we, we've we had, like, tall guys. Um, you know, I, of, of course, he was fantastic, and he put up all the stats and stuff. But to me, Bryce Johnson never turned into what I wanted him to be. He was still good. Though. He was great. He was great, don't get me wrong, but he was lanky and he was lean, and it just, he wasn't, you know, he was so athletic that he could seem more imposing. But I've always wanted big guy, you know. And I want one with some skill. And Brendan Haywood. I just want it. I want it. Can we mark that? Stop tape? That. Where tape just I said, did not. I want a no. big guy. No. <laughs> no. I don't want a little guy. Stop it. Big guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want one with some girth. Did I make it bad? Did I make it worse? Yeah. You should never. (laughs) You should never use the word girth. There's always a line, and Tate always likes to go over. I do. I do. I like. We'll tiptoe all the way to the line, and then it's my job to go. Boop. Yeah. Anytime you use the word girth in a sentence, you probably did it wrong. I've never been just having a legitimate conversation and said the word girth, and everybody went, "That's fine." People have criticized people have criticized me for a long time because uh, if we're just like stand, everybody's standing in a group and we're all talking, I'll just walk away from the group and not say anything. And it's because I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to overstay my welcome. <laughs> if I feel the conversation getting to the edge and I know I'm going to push it to a place it won't come back from, I just walk away. I just, walk away I, from the situation. Guess, I'm a stand-up comedian and somehow yeah. you found a way to make it awkward. So if we're ever hanging, you know, if we're ever, you know, hanging out at the social on a Sunday afternoon and I just walk away from the group, don't feel, uh, you know, yeah. don't feel any certain way. I've just walked away before I could get myself in trouble. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about how stupid NBC is? Uh, okay. I really want the NFL to remember this when the contract comes up for renegotiation. 
Oh, to, yeah. <coughs> so the game for to, or the game that was supposed to be today actually was supposed to be Thursday. Then it was supposed to be Sunday. Then it was supposed to be today. No, it's been pushed off again to Wednesday. And the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers will kick off at 3.40 Eastern. The Denver Broncos are currently saying, we play around the damn tree lighting. <laughs> <laughs> we play in Rockefeller Center if you'd let us have a quarterback. I think they so play it at midnight. Stupid. They play it at, uh, what, 11 o'clock at night. Denver's like, you made us start a wide receiver. Yeah, it doesn't make any bit of sense. But we moved this game around to tree lighting. Yeah. Who, but, which, by the way, who the hell watches that? A lot who, who is actually watching that? Going, I have to see that really shitty tree in Rockefeller Center get lit. Yeah. <coughs> I am. So you could push me over with a feather. Look, you look in my in my house when I was growing up. It wasn't Christmas season until you saw the Rockettes, and when the Rockettes came out and did their little you know kick thing, it was Christmas. I have a very meaningful question that I need answered. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a Rockette? Oh my god! <laughs> the Rockettes, they're wasn't, dancers. Wasn't that movie? Wasn't that the movie with the guy that had the helmet that could fly around? That was the rocket. That's the rocket. The rocketeer. <laughs> okay, I don't know what a rocket you're, is. You're fucking with me, right? Come no, on. I really. I. I it's like one of the most iconic dance groups in history. They. It, this is their thing. This is like their prime time. This is the only time of the year that anybody pays them any kind of attention. Is at Christmas because I don't. it's a whole bunch of long-legged women who just kick their legs in a uniform fashion to Christmas songs. That's that's exactly what it is, and it's been. Thrilling audiences since like the 1920s. Right, Problem is, right, on, nobody on, can on, get on. off of it. All right, hold on, hold on. All right, so here's what you're trying to tell me: it's synchronized swimming, not in water, to Christmas music. Yep. That sounds like the eighth level yep. of hell to me. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds like what purgatory has been told. Uh, uh, you know. uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna pass. Nice. I, I, I read Christmas. this. I love Christmas. I don't care about any of this ancillary bullshit. Oh, I don't care about the them festivities. lighting a Christmas tree that's a thousand miles away from me. I could not care less. I do. I barely cared about lighting my own freaking <laughs> Christmas tree. <laughs> because I had to get it out of the attic and separate all the branches. See, I, and it, I guess it just depends on you know what your Christmas traditions are. And this was always one in our household, and it has been for millions of Americans. And so I can understand why the NFL says, no, nah, we probably don't want to go up against that. The NFL is not who made this decision. I, or I mean, promise you. You know what I mean. The NFL would look at the Rocket, what'd you call them, the Rockets? The Rockets. They would go, okay, uh, so we're going to have a primetime NFL game that's seven of the highest rated, the, the seven highest rated primetime events this year mm -hmm. have all been NFL games. Mm -hmm. And you actually think they looked at the Rockets and went, no, we don't want to go against that. <laughs> they no, went against the, the World the Series in the NBA Finals. The, the, the TV did. Yeah, NBC did. And that's why NBC is stupid. <laughs> and when they go to renegotiate this contract, I hope they bring this up. Hey, you remember that time that you'd rather have the Rockets than the Ravens and the Steelers? Uh, Fox. Here we go. <laughs> Don't think that's going to have an effect. I really don't. Oh, I do. Oh, I 100% do. Yeah, they're kickoff at 3.40 tomorrow afternoon. So, uh, on the ESPN Asheville show, we will uh, we'll bring you live score updates. Uh, 
throughout the first quarter of the game tomorrow. I was about to say, not today. Not today. Won't. Not today. We won't be on today because the Tar Heels won. And, you know, the, the, the people that put together the wonderful, fantastic, yeah. awesome Camping World Maui Invitational live from Asheville, North Carolina, didn't decide to move the times of the games they would normally be on the you know on Black Friday. This round would be yeah, so having an afternoon, Tuesday. right? So having the premier matchups between the teams come on in the afternoon, it made a little bit more sense. But now that it's in the middle of the week after a holiday, they didn't change the schedule, and so the best teams are playing at one o'clock and four <coughs> o'clock today. I feel like ESPN that's broadcasting this went. Wait a minute. <laughs> so we get Texas at one thirty in the afternoon. And we get North Carolina at four. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we get Providence and Davidson in primetime. Yep. Oink. Uh, I don't think we thought this through. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, I mean, this is how the tournaments run. Yep. It's always it's just never way. been this week before. Right. So this is, you know, it, it, I mean, maybe this didn't want to change the, the format of the tournament. Right. I mean, for me, I don't care. Because it knocks our show off, I will get to watch it from the lovely confines of my home. <laughs> Because see, when the uh, when the Tar Heels are involved, they get in, they play the early or the uh, you know they they play the early slate, and then they get to win on the first day. Then that gives Roy Williams more time to hang out by the pool in the afternoon. Yes, and and that's what it's really all about. When Roy Williams is out there, he loves Maui so much. One of these days, I'm going to do this with a wicked weed beer, and I'm just not going to say oh. anything about it. It's going to be, <laughs> be so great. Oh yeah. Some shows are could get fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of those high gravity ones. That nine percenter, and by the end of the show, I'm just screaming, right? Like I have been for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> Actually, you might not even notice. Things don't change very. Much. It's pretty much the same shit, right? <laughs> just words are a little closer together. Yeah. <laughs> and a little less intelligible. Uh, nope, still equally intelligible. <laughs> I don't know if that says more about me when I'm drunk or when I'm sober. Okay. Or less of, you know what I meant. Right. We got it. Yeah, this is, this whole NBC thing is insane to me. Of, oh, we're going to play an NFL football game at 340 on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And you know what's sad? Here's, here's the saddest part of this. They're going to play this game at 340 on a Wednesday. I'll bet you it still outrates every World Series game. Yep. Yep. By, like, by a lot. It's not just going to be by a little. It will be by a lot. Well, with everything shutting back down across the country, uh, there's a lot of people that are at home anyway. And uh, they'll just, you'll just get to do your uh, at-home work, if you're lucky, in front of a football game. Patrick Holt just said he always thought I was buzzed during the morning every show anyway. <laughs> Shh. That was our little secret. Industry secret. That's not a secret. Yeah. Industry we secret. Know. We know. You think we don't know, but we know. But we know. <laughs> we know what those sunglasses mean, fat man. Uh, we don't have a makeup person on this show. Yeah. So. <laughs> Oops. Uh, let's talk about the Houston Texans. They are bad. Uh, yeah, but... And, and apparently they do drugs. Apparently they're juicing or yeah. something. Will Fuller and Bradley Roby have been suspended for the last six games of the NFL season for violating the league's uh, substance abuse policy on PEDs. Yeah, apparently one of their new medical advisors was Tyrone Biggums. <laughs> Peanut butter and crack sandwich. I thought it was... A, and here's the thing. The way that they put it out there was so funny to me. Mm-hmm. Because the NFL didn't get to announce this. Will Fuller popped. 
he says it on Twitter. And then Bradley Ruby does an hour later. Like, what? Wait. Uh, wait, so you're telling me two of you got popped in the same locker room on the same day. And that's not some kind of Houston Texan problem. Right. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> what else would you like me to believe? I, I, because I was born at night. It just wasn't last night. Yeah. Uh, I, it, the timing on all of this is weird. Uh, yeah. It, because uh, they're both talking about things that happened months ago, apparently. And now they're well, just getting popped well, for it? Well, here's the thing. The labs with the NFL have been overtaken with coronavirus tests. That's true. And so somebody probably found this sample in a freezer and went, my God, <laughs> we must alert the, we must alert the others. <laughs> <laughs> There's drugs in these cups. <laughs> Although it may explain why Will Fuller's having such a great season. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not ironic, I promise you. <laughs> right. now, Will Fuller's been doing roids, and all of a sudden he's turned into Calvin Johnson. I love the old, uh, I, uh, at I heart tits on, uh, on Twitter posted the picture of uh, Brian Cushing, who is apparently an assistant strength coach he is. for the Houston Texans. Oh. Yeah, he also looks from, like a Terminator. Right, who yeah. went from Marshmallow Man to... Well, first of all, Brian Cushing was never Marshmallow Man. They, the pic, I know the picture. He was punchy. I, I know the picture you're talking he about. That was, was after he retired. Uh, when he played, he was a big old biggin. Well, uh, and now, and now, he looks like he just did a nickel in Sing Sing because he is gigantic. <laughs> He's been using all that outdoor time. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling they've been having some uh, house parties. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Will, <laughs> try this shit. <laughs> you know how you get hurt all the time. Why do I have that scene from Walk Hard in my head? <laughs> Ten minutes. You don't want none of this no. shit, man. Don't you do You don't this. want none of this shit, do you? It makes you feel good. You won't ever get hurt. There you are no side down. effects. <laughs> Just oh. makes you feel good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just can't say no. I um, think that's the opposite of the dare campaign we grew up with. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just say no. Well, sometimes, sometimes you can't. can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect answer. Can't. Can't. Can't do it. Nope. <laughs> Couldn't say no. <laughs> so the uh, Houston Texans, who did have a little bit of offensive firepower, with uh, <laughs> they with, don't want to try me some of them steroids. <laughs> with Will Fuller, uh, they're now down to uh, Kenny Stills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who's gone? No, gone. no Kenny Stills gone. gone. Is yeah, he gone? he's been cut. Oh, been cut. yeah. They just Jesus. lost Will Fuller and Kenny Stills. Now their receiver core is Brandon Cooks and Kiki QT, who, if you put them beside me, I would look like King Kong. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Hot. Yeah. Hot. Hot. <laughs> Deshaun Watson has got to be looking around this locker room going, last year I had DeAndre Hopkins. And now I have the lollipop hill. Maybe I shouldn't have signed that five-year deal. I don't feel good about this decision. I immediately regret this decision. (laughs) Oh, God. God. Corey Short just asked, does does Derrick Henry have a solid case for MVP? Uh, Brian, I need you to pull that camera right right in close to my face. face. Right here. Right there. I, I need you to read my lips. No! <laughs> <laughs> He's a running back. Stop it! 
And it's not even it's, it's not even like they're eleven and zero. I mean, it would be one thing if the Titans were eleven and zero, and we're trying to figure out well who can we give the MVP to? They're the best team in the league. They're a borderline playoff team, and he has a jillion carries. Mm -hmm. He has like fifty more carries than any running back in the NFL. Oh, he's the leading rusher. Well, no shit. If you let me run five hundred times, I'd probably be up there somewhere. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm awful. There's a whole damn lot of me, and I'm real hard to take down. <laughs> you think you can at least fall forward? I'd look like Christian Okoye's fat brother. Like, holy God, that's the biggest dude on the field. But for some reason, he still doesn't fit. Mm. Well, you know, I feel like... Uh, that running back looks a little doughy. A little doughy. Well, he looks a little doughy. <laughs> and he's 6'5", which is bizarre. Well, Derrick Henry, he's now, uh, he's now getting up there. He's almost up to five yards per carry. Uh, yeah, that happens when you have a couple 75-yarders. Yeah. Now, I've heard this argument now for two days. Uh -huh. Does Derrick Henry have a case for MVP? No. As a matter of fact, you want me to... Yeah, it, 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 Brian? Yeah, I'm back here. Back here. I got you. Uh, you want me to give you the whole case for MVP? Hey, here it is. I'm going to say it real slow. Pat Mahomes. Yeah. And we're done. <laughs> hey! There we go. That's, that's the whole conversation. You good? I'm good. I'm pretty We're good. good. Uh, I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the whole conversation. That's how it goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a guy that said it should be Kyler Murray. Well, it shouldn't be Kyler Murray anymore. No. And it shouldn't be Russell Wilson anymore. No. And it sure as hell not Lamar Jackson or any of these other people that I've heard brought up. Right. Uh, it's Pat Mahomes and we're done. Uh, if Derrick Henry has a case to be the MVP. But he doesn't. I just said that. Do I, need, do I need to say it again? Let's Brian. Yeah. No! <laughs> no. If Der if Derrick Henry, if people think that Derrick Henry has a case to be the MVP, then Dalvin Cook does as well. Because uh, Dalvin Cook has more yards per carry. He has more touchdowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a one-man show. Without looking. Yeah. Are, are you looking at quarterback stats right now? I am not. Okay. Pat Mahomes leads the NFL in passing yards. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who's two? I'll bet you don't get this with five tries. In QBR? Because I wouldn't. No, 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 passing yards. Oh, passing yards. Patrick Mahomes is thrown for right under 3,500 yards. Mm -hmm. Somebody is at 3,300 even. Kirk Cousins. No, he's not in the top five. Damn. Ben Roethlisberger? Also not in the top five. Wow. Wow. Uh, Joe Burrow. You're not good at this game. Here's the thing. Y'all have said Gardner three Minshew. names. You've said three names. Not one of them's in the top five. Yeah. It's Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady is second in the NFL in passing yards. Oh, which is insane to me. Mm -hmm. Ronald Jones, not Ronald Jones is also fourth in rushing yards. He's on my out there. team. Yeah. 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 That's yes. my quarterback, and I couldn't get it. Yeah, that, that it actually blew my mind. I had to look it up just to make sure that you know ESPN wasn't out of its effing mind. That is because I thought maybe there was a researcher that was just screwing with me. Yeah, but nope. Alas, um, TFB number two. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna try to take myself out of out of, out of fan mode here, and, and that's hard for you. It I is, know it is. Um, is there strife in Tampa? Or oh, is this yeah. media overblowing things? No, 
There's there's huge strife, and it's the same problem I've been telling you for weeks. He wears a stupid old man hat and these goofy ass cool guys uh, eyeglasses. Right. That's your problem. That's your problem. Is you're asking what he's asking of a quarterback makes no sense. None. He uh, dropped that quarterback uh, of any quarterback not named Pat Mahomes. Yeah. It, okay. it does. It makes no sense. He's thrown more balls downfield past 20 yards than he did the year he had Randy Moss. Yeah. I mean, this is insane. We watched Jameis Winston do this, Mm -hmm. and now we're watching Tom Brady do this, and it's not working. Mm -hmm. It's not. It it makes no sense. Mm -hmm. What what is that stupid term? There's a term Tampa uses, and I can't can't think of it off the top of my head. Raise the red flag? No. Yeah, it's so. Oh, no risk it, no biscuit. Yes, there it is. That's the stupidest (laughs) shit I've ever heard. Yeah, no risk it, no biscuit. You're using a motto for an NFL team that they should use for Triscuits. <laughs> Actually, like, I this think, is stupid. I think that was the original Bojangles uh, tagline, and then <laughs> no good grief. Yeah, it's it, it's awful. Bruce Arians is trying to do what he what he did with what 25 year old Ben Roethlisberger. No risk it, no biscuit. Sounds like something somebody in a pompadour hat should have ingrained on their fucking dashboard. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I've heard it like 50 times in the last two days. Mm-hmm. Like, you realize how stupid that is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have one of the smartest quarterbacks that's ever lived. Ever. You have one of the best receiving cores I've ever seen. Yeah. And your mantra is no risk it, no biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> He's not good at slogans. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Tom Brady ever hears that and goes, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> what did I do? Right, because here's Tom Brady, a guy who has, uh, has you know, generally <coughs> lived his whole career, you know, six Super Bowls worth, um, of not doing that. You just had that. to throw that in there, didn't you? Of, I'm just saying, of not doing that. Tom Brady has been the safe guy. Yep. He's the guy that dumps it underneath. He's the guy that makes the smart play. He's not the no-risk-it-no-biscuit guy. He doesn't chuck it 50 yards down the field and just pray to fucking God that his receiver gets underneath the ball. And that's exactly what Bruce Arians wants him to do. Yeah. Because this was, like I said, 25-year-old Ben Roethlisberger made these throws for him. Jameis Winston could make these throws for him, but the problem was he completed as many fucking passes to the other team as he did touchdowns for his own team. Uh, Yes. It's, uh, that it's that not, was a fatal flaw of Jameis Winston. Yeah, it's not going to work. All right, let me ask you. Let me ask you a deeper question. Okay. Just because now I'm legitimately curious. Do you think that there's anybody in the NFL now that's looking at next year and going, maybe Bruce Arians was the problem with Jameis Winston? Maybe, possibly, just maybe, Bruce Arians was the problem with Jameis Winston. Well, I think I think it was just a horror. I don't think it was all on Bruce. I think the game plan obviously had something to do with it. No risk it, no biscuit. Well, guess what? When you got a a guy with a howitzer, but he's not real accurate, you're obviously going to make as many mistakes as you do. Well, he also couldn't make see good, good throws. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And that would that, that had to be just that had to drive you nuts. <laughs> with the squinting. Yeah. It did. But, you know, when you have that kind of quarterback and you try to run this kind of an offense, he's going to make a whole bunch of mistakes. I'm not saying it was all on Arians, but I think they was, it was just a bad marriage. 
He wants the perfect downfield accurate quarterback. And guess what? You went out and got a super accurate quarterback, but he can't fucking throw! <laughs> his arm's 50 years old. I realize he's only 43, but his arm's 50. Yeah. And you're not right. He's, he's just, he's not willing to bend to what Tom needs to be successful. Oh, let's, let's play another fun game. And I, and I will not be surprised if there's a me or him scenario next year. How many quarterbacks, or how many quarterbacks in the NFL have thrown more interceptions than Tom Brady? Uh, one. It is one. Carson Wentz. Bingo. Yep. That's the one. Carson Wentz's touchdown to interception ratio is one to one. <laughs> he throws one for every other one. <laughs> Brady is not quite there. No. All right. All right. So there's there's been a rumor that has been circulating, and I want to get your take on it. Okay. Just because you said maybe it's it's me or him next year with Brady and Arians. Right. What do you think the chances are <laughs> that Tommy touchdowns calls his little buddy? Josh McDaniels and says, I want you in Tampa. Because I think it's less than zero. Yep. I think it's less than zero. Yep. I would agree. I've heard that for I've heard that for two weeks now. Mm -hmm. It makes no sense. Tom only has one more year Mm -hmm. after this year. He's not playing until he's 50 or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, whatever dumb shit it is he wants to keep saying. Right. He's not gonna do that. So why would McDaniels leave New England? Where the whole front office is built with his guys. Mm-hmm. Knowing that Bill's on the, I mean, if, I'm not saying Bill's playing 18, but uh, you know, I think he's tapping in at 17. Mm-hmm. So there, there ain't many days left for Billy Boy in New England. Why would Josh McDaniels leave for that? Why would Josh McDaniels wait though? Because with a, a, as bad as this season has been, I can see Bill Belichick fully making the decision. I'm in this for another five years. I can't. And Josh I McDaniels no is not going to. Well, here's deal the thing: you don't understand. I don't think you're realizing how far away this team is from from contention. I get that they're one game out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not a playoff team. No. And if they all right, let's say we expand it to eight and they somehow get in, you'll see how much not of a playoff team oh, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Kansas City would beat them by fifty. Yeah. Pittsburgh would beat them by fifty. Mm-hmm. I don't see Bill signing up for a remodel. I, I don't. Think about it. Twenty years ago, when he was twenty years younger. He didn't want to rebuild with the Jets. Yeah. Because he felt like that team needed to be rebuilt. And mm-hmm. that's why he went to New England. Mm-hmm. Why in the hell would he do it at 68 years old? Makes no sense. Because first of all, because he can't draft. He can't draft, and I think he knows it. Mm-hmm. I think he is smart enough to introspectively look at himself and go, we cannot draft. What I'm doing is not working without Tom. It's not. I, you have to have that point man for all of these little smart, unathletic guys that he drafts. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that rocket scientist quarterback, it doesn't work. So why would he sign up for more of that? And I think Josh McDaniels knows that. And I think he knows the whole front office is built for me. I'm going to get way more leeway here. That, that's why he didn't take the Indianapolis job. Right. right. Well, he did take it, and then he backed out. Mm-hmm. And the funniest shit in the world to me is that Frank Reich still has the defensive coordinator that Josh McDaniels hired. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Eberflus was hired by Josh McDaniels. <laughs> At a job that he never took. <laughs> I see him on the sidelines sometimes. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, that's got to be awkward. There's got to be right. days that Frank Reich is like, this was an arranged marriage, and I don't <laughs> like it. Like, your defense is good, but I really just don't like your stupid face. Yeah. I think he's a vengeful fuck. These, these, I am, I'm a vengeful fuck. <laughs> so, these are the things that I think about. Uh, 
I don't. Th- I think Bill Belichick's ego is too much. I think he. Th- I think he's going to ride I, this I, thing to the ground. I, I, okay. And they're That's not because the, they're not. They're not, they're not going to do anything. It's like it's like the Michigan Jim Harbaugh thing. Michigan's not going to be the one to cut this loose. Yes, you will. have convinced yes, me of will. that. Oh, they're not going to fire him. No, no, no. no you're, you've misunderstood what I've said. Michigan's head coach next year will be. There is zero percent chance it's Jim Harbaugh. Exactly. Zero. Mm-hmm. But what they're not going to do is fire him because he's still one of the greats of the in program history. Mm-hmm. They will negotiate a buyout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They will mutually part ways. Mm-hmm. And I have a funny feeling it's going to directly correlate to when he takes an NFL job. Mm-hmm. And I have a weird feeling it's going to be with my NFL football team. Oh, no. I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> By the way, I'm totally fine with that. I think Jim Harbaugh's a great NFL coach. I think he's a terrible college coach. At a high-end program like that. Stanford, where they have no expectations, he's great. Mm -hmm. He can bring in an Andrew Luck who wants to learn under him and play quarterback. At Michigan, you can't recruit there anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't. Nobody's going to. It's the same problem Notre Dame had for a billion years. Why would you want to play in that cold-ass Ann Arbor? You know, it's 12 degrees in July. Why would you want to do that? I could go play at Houston and be on television just as much. I can go play at Arizona. I can go play wherever. I can play in sunny weather with pretty girls. Why would I want to go to Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan where they have Ugg boots and cankles? I, why would I want to do that? <laughs> cankles. I mean, it makes no sense. Think about being an 18-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were both 18-year-old boys at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're a high-end recruit with 50 offers, why would you look at Michigan? Oh, their history. That hasn't happened in their lifetime. Yeah. They've been this, the little stepchild Ohio State their whole life. Right. Yeah. So if you're going to go to that cold weather shitty town, you're going to go to Columbus, Ohio, not Ann Arbor, Michigan. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because at this point with Michigan football, you're trying to sell a You're selling a tradition on... of something that they've never seen. It's but it, mythical. But, but you have to be selling them, we're going to reclaim it. And... But you're not. There's no path to you claiming it. Yeah. Because Ohio State's 10 years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. That's what makes it difficult to explain because that's one of your selling points and nobody believes you can do it. No, because you can't. You can't do it. See, the beauty of Notre Dame and and what Notre Dame's done beautifully, they are a nine-win team every year. Mm -hmm. This year, they wound up with a real sweet schedule and they got real lucky that there was no Trevor Lawrence. They were missing all those defensive linemen. They caught them. Well, you're going to see how big of a talent discrepancy there is in Charlotte on December 19th. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Mike Matthews asked me earlier, you know, if, if Cincinnati and Ohio State played each other, and I had to bet my house on it, who am I taking? It's Ohio State. I'd be. An, I mean, I'm. Uh, I'm a spicy hot take guy. I'm not a moron. You know, there's a there's a huge difference. I think they're close, and I think Luke Fickle, knowing that program and all those things, I would take Cincinnati in the preliminary money line, which would be plus seven, mm-hmm. from what I'm to understand. I would probably take Cincinnati in that to keep it close because I think the defense is real good. Mm-hmm. However, you know the problem that I have is that the resume for Cincinnati is better than the resume for Ohio State. I do not remember how I got on this. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> it's that rabbit hole thing. What the hell was I we, talking we about? Were, we were talking about the parting of ways. No, I got that. They, I, mean, where did, I don't remember how I got here. Uh, <laughs> nope, nothing. <laughs> we followed you. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, rabbit hole. Yes. Nice. That. But we were talking about the parting of ways in New England. New England's not going to cut him loose. They're not going to fire him. Are we He's, talking about Belichick here? We're talking Jim about Harbaugh Belichick. He's no, not they're going not going to fire him. He's going to retire. 
He's not do, so. he's not doing a rebuild. There's no reason for him to do that. Okay. None. The only way Bill Belichick can harm his reputation is by spending five more years in New England where they're six and ten, seven and nine, eight and eight. And that's right. the best they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. You don't have a quarterback and you don't have a way to get one. Yeah. Because see, now you've won too many games. See, New England had this possibility of rebuilding the the infrastructure if they go four and twelve. Mm-hmm. Which is what I said they should have done weeks ago. Because now you're in that hell. You're in that purgatory of you're either just barely not good enough to make the playoffs or you're just barely good enough to make the playoffs, Mm -hmm. which means you get thrown into Kansas City or Pittsburgh and you might as well be getting thrown into a wood chipper because they're going to destroy you. Mm -hmm. So now you're going to pick at 18. Uh, Okay, Uh, Mac Jones. You feel good about Mac Jones? Because I don't. I I see a lot more Greg McElroy in in Mac Jones than I do you know, Tua Tungabaloa. I do as well. I just do. I think he's going to be a smart kid. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he has physical limitations. Uh, and I don't think he's a high-level quarterback. He could be a good uh, quarterback's coach at some point. Uh, yeah, I mean, I th- <laughs> but, but yeah. see, but that's the point, is that New England's in this. Bill's ego is so big that he can't be 3-13. and 13. Right. He can't do it. That's why he brought in Cam Newton. And every coach in the NFL knew the physical limitations of Cam Newton. I can only be so good with this guy. Because he's not a high-level NFL quarterback. I don't think he's a starter in this league anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think he's done nothing this year but prove that. But he's just good enough to win ugly. Yeah. So he can win these ugly, you know, 20 to 17 games like he just won against Arizona over the weekend. Right. He can do that, which will either put you just in the playoffs and get fed to Kansas City mm-hmm. or just out of the playoffs, which keeps you away from that high-level quarterback that can change the, the infrastructure and do what Bill needs it to do. And I think he knows that. And I think he knows his own limitations of I'm never going to let one of my teams go 2-14. and 14. <laughs> Ever. So I'm never going to have that quarterback and I'm never going to strike lightning in a bottle finding Tom Brady at 199 like I did 20 years ago. I don't think, I don't, I don't think he's that rational about his own abilities. Oh, I, I, think, I do. I think I he's think very he rational. And I think he knows no, that there's... No, people have told him for years that he's the smartest guy in the NFL mm-hmm. and that he knows everything and he's the master and he can build these dynasties and blah, 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 blah. So basically, He wants to do it without Tom and I think he, he wants can. to hang on. He can't and he knows it. <laughs> I, I, I firmly believe that. He can't and he knows it. And you know what tells me that? He signed Cam Newton. He can't do it. He can't be 3-13. and 13. He couldn't watch Tom go to Tampa. And now let's be really honest. Do you know what the over-under on, was on wins for Tampa this year? It was 10? Nine and a half. Yeah. They're going to be 10-6. and six. It's, it, That is going exactly how we thought it would. Mm-hmm. So that's that's been an overblown narrative to me that Tampa hasn't been what we thought they would be. No, they've been exactly what we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. You know, listen to Vegas. Vegas tends to be right more than anybody else. Yeah. They've been exactly what they thought, what, what we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. And we and they have been exactly what Bill probably thought they would be. So they're 10 and 6, and he knew I cannot go 4 and 12. Mm-hmm. If I go 4 and 12, people will immediately turn this on me. So he brought in Cam. They're going to go 7 and 9, 8 and 8, 9 and 7, somewhere in there probably either back in the playoffs or just out. Mm-hmm. That's just enough to keep it, well, maybe it was a little Tom and a little and a little Brady. Mm-hmm. Because Tom doesn't look exactly like he's supposed to, and Belichick needs a quarterback. And they can keep, I mean, you can do this for the next five years, but you're not going to ever have a quarterback that's high level enough to win. All right, let me take the journey with me. Okay. Who could they possibly wind up with that can compete with Pat Mahomes? No, nobody. No one. There, there is no one. Uh, there's one guy. His name's Trevor Lawrence, and he's getting ready to be in your division. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, really, I, I, what you're saying, I understand what you're saying from an egotistical standpoint, and Bill's always been told he's the smartest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. He is one of the smartest guys in the room. And I think he's not tone deaf enough to to realize, all right, 
now, as of this offseason, Tua Tungavalo is going to be in Miami. Josh Allen's going to be in Buffalo. Trevor Lawrence is going to be with the Jets. Yeah. What do I have? Mm-hmm. I have Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham. Uh, I now have the worst quarterback situation in my division by 10 miles. Like, by 10 miles. I'm the worst team in this division for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Why would he stay around for that? And there's nothing he can do about it. There's not one damn thing he can do about it. Because he doesn't have the draft capital to get a high-level quarterback. There are no free agents because we don't let quarterbacks hit the market like that. Mm-hmm. He's not going the Dak Prescott route. I heard that yesterday and laughed my ass off. <laughs> laughed till it hurt. Uh, because you think Cam Newton's a square peg in a round hole. Holy cheat. Uh, Dak Prescott is worse. Uh, not worse for quarterback, worse for fit for Bill. Mm-hmm. And I think he looks at it and goes, no, I'm out. I'm out. There's nothing I can do. You know, now this is what high-level chess players, which is what Bill Belichick has been for 20 years, is a high-level chess player. I'm going to work off what you do. I'm not coming in with this steadfast game plan that you might have figured out. I'm going to play off you. Well, now he's in a corner. His king's in a corner, and I firmly believe that before somebody takes him, he'll just knock the king over and go, I quit. Yeah. And let Josh McDaniels take it over. And then the front office makes sense, and Nick Cesario can stay there as as the GM who's actually making personnel decisions as opposed to going to Houston, which he's tried to do twice, mm-hmm. and uh, they can't block him anymore after this year. His contract runs out. So if he wants to go be at the GM in Houston, he can. And I think Bill wants this program to succeed. I think he wants to be the Joe Gibbs of – you know, the way Joe Gibbs is with Washington, he's so intertwined. You'll see him at the stadium, yep. and people will go, he's the one that started this. I think that's what Bill wants. Mm-hmm. I think he wants the next wave of success to be, you know, him sitting there with Bob Kraft going, look what we built. That would be the great selfless way to handle this. Mm-hmm. I don't think Bill's capable. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're saying very similar things, uh-huh. but we're getting to a very different conclusion. Right. All right. Because I think his fact ego or, is too big, fact big or to fiction. admit that he can't do it. Mm, I don't. I don't. I, I think he would rather quit and, and have you mm-hmm. know some talking heads like us say, oh, he quit to get away from Trevor Tua and Josh Allen. Yep. As opposed to getting his brain beat in six times a year, which is what's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's on the horizon. We can see it. I mean, you already see the deficiencies in this team. He's going to have to come up. They're going to have to try to come up with some Hail Mary play to get a quarterback. That, but there's I don't not know one. What, I don't but there's know what not one. That's what you're not understanding. There's not one. The only team that would be stupid enough to trade a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's a mid-tier at best quarterback for a second-round pick, mm-hmm. is New England. They're the only team stupid enough to do that. There's not another team in the league that's stupid enough to do that. All right, so Sam Darnold, who is unproven as hell. He's 22 years old, and he has been an unhealthy disaster. Mm-hmm. Granted, I think it's partially because of the two weapons around him and shit like that, but it has nothing to do with why he's been hurt all the time. That guy's going to go for two. Probably two. T- <clears throat> Probably two twos, if mm-hmm. I had a wager. Mm-hmm. Bill doesn't have that draft capital. He doesn't, because you have to rebuild the rest of the team, because you don't have a lot. Right. I mean, think about it. Now, what do they have that they're real good at? <coughs> what do they have that, that they're real good at? Are they good at receiver? No. Are they good at running back? No. no. Are they good at the, I mean, the secondary is half-assed. Mm. Are they good at linebacker? No. Are they good on the D-line? No. no. So you're going to have to use your draft capital to rebuild this team. Mm-hmm. You can't take a bunch of it to put a, a piece in, whether it's, you know, it's obviously not going to be Sam Darnold because that's within the division, but, you know, think of any backup quarterback that you could get that you feel really good about. Nobody's going to do that with you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to do that. 
And you can't afford to use the draft capital because you have to rebuild the rest of the team because you drafted so poorly that you're bereft of talent. The one name that keeps sticking in my mind is Matt Stafford because I don't know where that goes with Detroit. He's getting older. How do they get him? Don't know. That's the Stafford, thing. Stafford's still signed. So. Yes. And I got news for you. Uh, if Detroit has any intention, you know, whoever the GM and the coach are, uh, Adam Schefter tweeted, or Ian Rappaport, one of them tweeted this yesterday. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you they're going to want Matt Stafford to be the quarterback. They should. So, I mean, but I mean somebody's going to come in with the Matt intention. Stafford has been there forever. He hasn't gotten it done. He's seen as a part of the old, the old losing ways. And if they want to have a complete makeover, now would be a good time to try to get out of that and get something for him. Uh, Robbie Wright said the Jets will find a way to screw up Trevor. Uh, I'm going to disagree because I don't think you can screw him up. And happy birthday, Robbie Wright. Hey, happy birthday, Robbie. I don't think we're going to screw up Trevor Lawrence. I don't think we can screw up Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is so good that he is unscrew Plus, Denzel Mims is a dude. And I actually believe in Joe Douglas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't believe in Adam Gase because he's a fucking lunatic. Somebody said they wanted they wanted us to put matter. a fathead of Adam Gase up behind us, and I think it's the greatest idea ever. <laughs> like googly-eyed Adam Gase right over my head. I, I I like that idea a lot. Adam Gase and his googly eyes. I I don't think I could see that staring into my oh, soul. Oh, I could. I want it right. Nope, not there. Ugh. There. No. I want it right there. No. Over my shoulder at all times. <laughs> looking down. Just looking no. down at me like. Well, at least that way you will never forget uh, how bad this was. Uh, how yeah. bad of a bungle this was, bringing Adam Gase in to uh, be your coach. Oh, be so, your head coach after he just was horrible uh, in Miami. So what you're saying is that you want us to build a collage of all the Jets' bad decisions? <laughs> <laughs> that, I don't think we have wall, wall space, space for that. So the wall I, so, space is not. So angry. where does Rex Ryan's Mark Sanchez tattoo fall in? Where can I put that? <laughs> we got the, we got the what butt about Rich Kotai right or Al Groh? Or you play to win the game. <laughs> or Lou Holtz. <clears throat> yeah, Lou Holtz gave the Jets a fight song. He was our coach at one time, and he gave us a fight song. If you don't believe me, Google it. <laughs> if I knew it, I'd sing it. But it was so stupid, made my brain hurt so bad I never learned it. All of, all of this, uh, the, uh, this has been one giant rabbit hole. All of this yeah, came from it. Tom Brady in Tampa Bay having a fit with or uh, having a fight with Bruce Arians over the game plan and whether or not he's going to force a change in the offseason. And I won't be surprised if he does. Uh, and I, I, and I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Josh McDaniels did take that because on be my stunned. side, I don't believe Bill's going anywhere. I would be stunned. I think there's less than a 0% chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know how we went down this rabbit hole? This is what happens when you put me in a freezer. It's 43 degrees in here. Well, see, you just got to keep talking so the hot air comes out and it kind of, you know, increases the temperature. I have to keep talking because if I don't, if I stop talking, my voice will disappear. (laughs) He's going to freeze to death. (laughs) I look like Mr. Freeze's wife just floating here and just waiting to be reanimated. Oh, I love it. I love it. So, all right, uh, that'll do it. I think that's enough. This has been fun. I I love it. I love this new setup. It's much more free. Mm-hmm. I can just, you know, all the things. Feels like home. We've got we've got Sam and we've got Lawrence and we've got Dion on the table with us. It's a good day. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go uh, drink some soup, and hopefully be be uh, you know a little 
back and uh, to use Mike Greenberg's line out of play, I'll be back and better than ever tomorrow. Right. That or I'm going to be using hand signals <laughs> because I'm not going to be able to talk. It's going to be a good thing that we've got the afternoon off today on the radio side, ESPN Asheville. You can hear it everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Since we're not going to be on, use the on-demand version. Just listen to the podcast uh, from past shows uh, to this afternoon on the radio. You will hear... Uh, the coverage of the Maui Invitational live here in Asheville as the number 14 North Carolina Tar Heels take on, uh, which one is it? Stanford? Did they win last night? I didn't even look to see who won the damn I, it game. Was Stanford was up by a lot. <laughs> right, Stanford was controlling that. If they lost it, it was the biggest uh, comeback in Maui no, history. No, I'm not going to say it was the biggest comeback. They were they were down 10. Uh, no, but I thought I, they were up by 15 or no, something. No, no, Alabama was down 10 is what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying. It would be like Alabama's comeback would be probably a tournament marker for them of all time. Uh, the answer to this question is Stanford won Stanford. by 18. There you go. So it will be Stanford. There you go. See UNC and Stanford at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Oh, Zaire Williams against that uh, that that Carolina front line. That'll be fun. Oh, Zaire that, Williams is a top could, 10 recruit. That's that's a dude right there. Yeah, he's a dude. This, yep. this could be fun. I totally forgot he went to Stanford. Yep, UNC and Stanford. It's uh, Jared Haas. Against Roy Williams, the student versus the teacher. the teacher. Exactly. Uh, 3 p.m. The pregame will start on ESPN Asheville. We will be back with you here tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. right here in the Sportsocracy and the new Weekend Weed Studios where you stick around. You never know what's going to change tomorrow. We're adding th new things every day, and we're glad you're on the ride with us. Follow, share, and like the Sportsocracy on all of the social medias, and uh, we will see you tomorrow. Ba 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 da ba da.